Amen. Amen. It is good to see each and every one of you here. Glad that you are out worshiping with us. Isn't it good to be able to sing with brothers and sisters in Christ? Isn't it good to be able to come and, and, and be together with God's people? All of His promises are yes and amen. Isn't it good to know that when He says there that I'll never leave you nor forsake you? Isn't it awesome to know that we serve a God who will absolutely never leave us nor forsake us? He's got us in His hand. If you are His son or you are His daughter, He will never leave you. He will never forsake you. He has you. No matter what you go through, no matter what you find yourself in, uh, in this life, on this journey that we're all on, wherever you are, God is with you. My prayer for you is that you know Christ as your Lord and Savior, is that you have a relationship with Christ. This morning, we you look up there on the screen, it says, where are the plan? And you say, uh, what direction are we going in? How are, how are we going to take that? You know, when it, comes to, when it comes to getting the message to a lost and dying world, how do, we, how do we do it? How do we as the church, we come in? What's the purpose of the church? Go, look, look with me. Um, kind of jump off. Go with me to uh, Ephesians. Ephesians. Ephesians 4. Ephesians 4, 11. Ephesians 4, 11. How do, how do we take what we get in this room to them out there? It doesn't stop here. Because here's the, here's the point. Beginning in verse 11, And he gave some as apostles, and some as prophets, and some as evangelists, and some as pastors and teachers. This is God gave to the church these positions, these these responsibilities for the equipping of the saints for the work of service to building up the body of Christ where God gave me to you to equip the saints to do the work of ministry to build up the body so here we are this morning we're building up the body we're we're building up the kingdom we're equipping the saints to do the work and how long do we do this until we all attain to the unity of faith and the knowledge of the Son of God to a mature man to the measure of the stature which belongs to the fullness of Christ. Look at verse 14. As a result, we are no longer to be children tossed here and there by waves and carried about by every wind and doctrine, by the trickery of men, by craftiness and deceitful scheming, but speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in all aspects into Him who is the head, even Christ, from whom the whole body being fitted and held together by what every joint supplies. You hear that? Every joint supplies according to the proper working of each individual part. Causes the growth of the body for the building up of itself in love. Each individual part has a responsibility in this kingdom growth process. And we're not talking about, we're not talking about how to build Chapel Hill Baptist Church. We're talking about how do we build the kingdom how do we see people who are out there that do not have a personal relationship with Christ? How do we see them come to saving faith in Christ and begin growing and then become just a reproducer themselves? The process looks like this. Hey, you come follow me as I follow Christ. That's what it looks like. That's discipleship. But how do we reach them? 
See, here's the thing. I can't do it on my own. We, we know we can say, hey, invite them to church. Love to have every person come sit in this room. But we know that doesn't happen. We know they're not all going to come sit in this room. So God had knew all this to get from the beginning. So he, in his sovereignty and in his, his all-knowingness, he put together a plan which included us. Which included every, each and every one of you. You have a role in this kingdom-growing, kingdom-multiplying, ever-advancing ministry thing. Every one of you. You could have stumbled in here. This could have been your very first time to ever come to church or back to church for a while. Or you could be visiting and you don't know me from Adam. If you're a Christian, you have a role. If you're not a Christian, then my my question is, why? What are you doing with your life? Please trust Christ before eternity gets you. Please surrender and put your trust and your faith in Jesus Christ. See, it's not just to hear from this pulpit. It's what we talk about out there. And we're the plan that God uses to do that very thing. We're the plan God uses. He uses people. He don't use lions, bears, and tigers. He doesn't just use social media. He doesn't just use video. You know, right now I'm streaming live on Facebook. I'm streaming live on YouTube. By tomorrow morning, 9.30, 9.45, this will be on Apple uh, Podcast, and you can listen to it, and you can share it, you can tweet it, you can, you can talk all you want to about this. But you know, unfortunately, what statistics have shown us is that everybody isn't watching these things. Everybody isn't listening to these messages. You've got things called analytics, and you can dig deep into during COVID. It was interesting during COVID when it first happened, and we first, what was it, March 16th or something of last year, we all sort of went back to our home base, and our home base for every one of us was home. We had our families, and, and you couldn't go to church, you couldn't walk in buildings, you couldn't gather with groups, that's just how it was. So we as pastors, what we did, and churches all over the place, we quickly come together with a plan, and our plan was social media. So we sat down, I remember I sat down, you can go back and watch it, Exo Baptist Church is down there, all them sermons, there's tons of sermons down there. It says me, I'm sitting in my living room, sitting in front of my phone, and I hit go live. And there were so many people watched. I mean, it was just crazy the number of views we had. It was, it was phenomenal. People were watching and commenting and talking and all this stuff. And it was, it was amazing. And everybody else's church was the same. You look at the views and people are just talking it up and they're sharing. I mean, we would have so many shares and so much. It was just, it was the thing to do. But as time passed, guess what happened? Views went down, shares went down, watches went down, watch time went down. Don't be, don't be caught up in number of views. Views is a three-second count. If you watch it for three seconds, you viewed it. Here's what happened. You see all those views, you see those astronomical number of views, and you're like, wow, you got two, three, four, five thousand people watching that sermon. No, you're not. You got five thousand people that may have sat there and seen what kind of rolled for a couple of seconds, and then they just kept on scrolling. You could have, you could have a 30-minute sermon with lots of views, let's just say a thousand views, and only have a few hundred minutes worth of watch time. Do the math on that. You say, how do you know that? Well, you just click a little deeper in Facebook. You click a little deeper in YouTube. You click a little deeper and you see. But what we as a church have done is we have gotten very comfortable. 
And I'll say this, we're still the plan. Social media, them three cameras that are staring at me, and there's people watching me, and hey, everybody say hey to the people in social media land. Say, everybody, look at them, look at the cameras. Don't look at me, look at the cameras. Say, hey, y'all, hey. Because some of them will say, I'm watching. Because every time, every time I do this, I'm like, there's nobody out there. Yes, I am. I'm talking to you, girl. Remember when we was watching it from, with pajamas? Remember the pajama ministry? Pajamas. We went to church in pajamas, and it was the coolest thing. People got saved in pajamas. They literally did. People come to know Christ in pajamas, sitting at home. Sitting there eating breakfast and sitting there and, and, and slowly in time. And what happened is it faded away and the views went down and people have gotten comfortable. But here we are. Uh, another thing, you know one of the things that preacher folk talk about is how many people are back. They use numbers, they use percentages. Oh, we're running 50%, we're running 60%. You know what I see this morning? I see 100% of you here. I do. I see 100% of you are in the building right now. Every one of you are here because you're supposed to be here. Those that aren't here for whatever the reason, they're just not here. But you're here. And God, we're the ones God uses. This is the plan. People, personal to person interaction. This is the plan God uses still through pandemics and through, through a wave of of social media preaching and all of that stuff and we had to redo our lives just to keep going but we're back and the plan is still the same it's using us it's using people i said last week i said i think on sunday morning and even on wednesday night invite people if you're if you've invited folks all week long if you're visiting for the very first time because somebody invited you praise god that you're here you're here because God wants you here. You're here this morning. You, you are in this room this morning because you need to hear. God wanted you to hear that you're part of His big plan to reach this area and this part of the Tuscaloosa, Northport, and the surrounding area with the gospel of Jesus Christ. He uses you. We're not going to get them to all watch. We've done shown You're not going to get them to all watch uh, YouTube and Facebook. We're not up get them all to listen to to podcasts. They're not going to listen to all that. But you know what? They will listen to you. They will hear their friends. They will hear those that love them and care for them. They will hear you. Look over at Romans. Look at Romans chapter ten. Romans chapter ten. That's where we get that if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Christ is. Uh, died on the cross and buried in a tomb and rose on the third day, you'll be saved. And whoever calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. It's all there. But look over in verse 14. Look over at verse 14. How then will they call on Him in whom they have not believed? And how will they believe in Him in whom they've not heard? And how will they hear without a preacher? See, most people stop and they say, well, Brother Shannon, see there, that's where the preacher comes in, the preacher. No, every person who knows Christ is a herald of the gospel. 
Every person that is a born-again believer has a story to tell, has a message to tell the people around them that they know. Hey, you, I have been radically changed by the God of this universe. He saved me. I was on a path to eternal destruction and, and separation from a holy God, but He saved me. Y'all know John three sixteen, right? For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son. Everybody knows that verse, right? Let's quote it. Let's quote it together. I want, to, I want to make sure we all know it. Ready? For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in Him will not perish but have everlasting life. You can walk up to every person you know. And you can say, hey, you know that verse, John three sixteen, And they say, yeah, I know it. And y'all, let's quote it. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whosoever believes in Him will not perish but have everlasting life. And you know what you could easily say at the end of that? Hey, guess what? You're a whosoever. You are a whosoever. It don't matter what you've done. It don't matter how you're living now. It don't matter how far away from God. It don't matter how you've held your fist up in the past and pointed your finger at God and said, I'll never. You're still a whosoever because you're still on this earth and you still have a beating soul and heart inside of you that, guess what? It is appointed to die soon. But there's still hope for you. See, we're the plan. How will they hear? How will they call? Keep reading. You say they got to have a preacher. And how will they preach unless they're sent? Just as it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news of good things. No lie. No lie. I am in total disobedience to God right now. And you're saying, really? Yeah, all night long. I sat there the whole night long and I struggled. Am I going to preach this sermon barefooted or not? And everything inside of me went to sleep. You're going to go up there, and they're going to laugh at you, and it's going to be one of those memorable sermons where the preacher had his, had his khaki pants because the khakis was already ironed. He's going to have his khaki pants rolled up, and he's going to be barefooted, and he's going to be walking around like Tom Sawyer because I would have looked like Tom Sawyer, wouldn't I? How beautiful are the feet of those? But then I'm like, yeah, but the thing is, we would actually have to take everybody's shoes off that is a Christian. Every person in this room that knows Jesus as Lord and Savior, the Bible says, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. If you're a Christian, you're sent. If you're a Christian, you're sent. You're just as sent as I am. You're just as equipped as I am. No, you may not be called to pastor a local church. You may not be given that specific calling on your life to pastor and equip the saints to do the work of ministry but when God tagged you and made you his very own when God brought you from death to life and saved your soul he made you a part of his family and made you a part of his kingdom and he uses you to reproduce into others that good news we're the plan all along we're it there is no plan b we are it you and I are it and in Acts 1.8, you've got Acts 1.8 memorized. It says, and you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And you will be my witnesses. Guys, the Holy Spirit power that we get is to be a witness for Him. Is to be a light for Him. Is to be an example for Him. Is to deny ourselves and to take up His cross daily and follow Him and serve Him and live for Him with everything that we got. And that Holy Spirit inside of us points out and convicts us when our 
flesh riles up and says, hey, do it this way. And you're, you're, everything inside of you, you know when your flesh riles up, maybe some friends say, hey, come go with us. And your spirit's like, ding, 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 them radars are going off. And you're like, no, I don't need to be here. I don't need to go. That doesn't honor God. That doesn't make my Savior happy. That doesn't please my King. And there you lie with a choice. The flesh is saying, let's go. And the spirit saying, that's not who you are anymore. The flesh is saying, everybody else is. But the spirit's saying, yeah, but I, I saved you for far more than that. You know what he saved you for? He saved you to go represent him in this world. And I'm not saying just represent him and be a good person. He's, he saved you to go represent him in such a way that people, yes, see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. You got to go. I got to go deeper. I got to go further. I need to, read, I need to read two more verses. Look at verse 17. So faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of Christ. Guys, we, it's not through osmosis that they're saved. It's through hearing the Word of God that they're saved. And you and I have the Word of God in us. We have the truth of God's Word in us. And, we've, and you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you will be my witnesses both here in Jerusalem. This is our Jerusalem. Look, from now on, view Jerusalem is right here. It's where you're planted. It's where you're planted. It's your town. It's your church. It's your city. It's your area, your Judea, your, your Jerusalem, your Judea. I look at Judea as my state. My Samaria is my United States. My uttermost parts is way on out there. If you've got to have a passport to get there, that's the uttermost parts. It's really simple. I'm not saying skip. Uh, you say, yeah, preacher, you talk about missions and you want to go somewhere else. Yeah, but we're not skipping Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria. We've got to go there too. It's not, it's not here or. It's all of it. And we're the plan. Not just me. I can be in only one place at a time. I can't be where you be. I can't go to the places you go. I can't see the people you see, but you see them. Verse this week. Philippians 4.13, it was funny, after church, after we literally walked out the door and somebody come up, a, a teacher, a retired teacher come up and said, you're right. A lot of people use Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. That's not just for taking a test. That's not just for, for uh, she said, you will not believe how many test papers I would get back and on top of it, it had Philippians 4.13 wrote on it. It's not just so you'll make a good grade in life. No, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me is so that I can be His. I can, I can be His right now to the world. Whoever is around me, whoever these people are, and when the heaviness, and I can't create heaviness. I cannot create heaviness. I can put the thought in your mind, but I cannot create the heaviness. Of the fact that those people around me are souls. I can tell you. Look, here's the deal. I can say every person around your lunch table today has a soul. Do they all know Jesus? I can tell you that when you go to school or work or play, every person around you has a soul. I can put that thought in you, but I cannot 
create the weight and heaviness of that truth. Because those souls are going to die and spend eternity somewhere. And those who have trusted Christ spend their eternity with Jesus. And those who rebel against Christ and reject Christ and turn their face and fist against God. And says, I know a better way. They will spend a place for all of eternity where there's weeping and gnashing of teeth. The worm doesn't die. There is, there's, it's created for the devil and his fallen angels. But unfortunately, those who reject Christ in this earth, God does not send any person to hell. God sent His Son Jesus to die on a cross to save people. God desires none to perish, no, not even one. The reason people perish is they reject God. They reject so great a salvation. They reject Him. But I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And I've, been, I've got the Holy Spirit that lives inside of me. And go back over to that Romans passage. I want you to see, you've probably had this done. You've probably done this before or taught it in your Sunday school class. But take that Romans chapter 10, verse 14 and 15 and look at it from bottom up. Look at it from, the, from backwards. And you'll see your role in every bit of this. Reading it forward, it says, How will they call on Him in whom they have not believed? And how will they believe in Him in whom they have not heard? And how will they hear without a preacher? And how will they preach without, unless they're being sent? Here's the deal. Every one of us are sent. Go back up. But every one of us are sent to preach so that they can hear and believe and call on the name of the Lord. Every one of those verbs. How will they preach unless they're sent? You're sent. How will they preach? You're sent to preach. How will they hear? You're preaching so they'll hear. How will they believe unless they hear? You're telling them so that they'll hear. And when they hear, they'll believe and they'll call out on the name of the Lord. That's our responsibility. It's our responsibility. I can't create a responsibility. I can't manufacture a responsibility. It's our responsibility. Oh, are you a Christian? If you died right now, do you know where you would spend eternity? Let me ask you, Christian, in this room, do you know how to share Christ with your person around you? If you if you were sitting there and you knew your best friend was dying, could you share Jesus with that person? Husband, if you were there and your wife or children were dying, could you share Jesus with them? Could you share Christ? Could you, can you articulate a gospel message? Can you articulate Christ? Can you? See? That's the message the world needs. And we're the plan to get it to them. And it's an unfortunate thing that what we've... What we've we're, we're quick to share a message. We're quick to share a, share a, hey, you need to go watch this one. But how many people are honestly going to sit through 
the announcements and sit through the choir and sit through me bouncing around and spitting and jumping around and doing all this. How many, how many actually do it? Yeah, there may be one or two. When you could easily say, you know that verse they always hold up at the ball games, John 3, 16. Do you, have you ever read that verse? Yeah, I've read it. What do you think about that? No, I don't think much about it. You know the verse. I, you, you know what it says? This, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life. Yeah, I know it. Do you realize you're a whosoever? Do you realize you're going to die? Yeah, but I don't don't think much about it. Listen, you're going to die one of these days. We're all going to die one of these days. Where are you going to spend eternity? I don't know. You know what the Bible says? The Bible says that whoever calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. The Bible says every person has a sin problem. Do you have a sin problem? No, I don't have a sin problem. I think you're lying. You know lying's a sin. Yeah, I guess I'm a sinner. Have you ever lied? Yeah, I've lied. Have you ever told? A, have you ever taken something that wasn't yours? Yes. Have you ever looked at somebody like you shouldn't? Yes. Well, you just by your own confession said you're a lying, thieving, adulterous at heart person. That's what you you said it. I didn't. You said it. You think God's going to let a lying, thieving, adulterous person at heart into His heaven? Church, I'm asking you this morning. Do you think God's going to let a lying, thieving, adulterous, murderous person at heart? into his heaven? The answer is no. Wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life through Jesus. See, the good, most amazing thing is that God did send his son. And what does, what does sending his son mean? It's, it, many died on a cross. Remember, we had Easter a couple of weeks back, and we had a cross, and they did an amazing job showing us the picture of the crucifixion. And we saw Jesus die there on the cross, and it's finished. And, and it should have been us, my sin. He didn't sin. It was me that sinned. It was us that sinned, not him. And yet he died in my place. And he died in your place. The Bible says, whoever calls on the name of the Lord to be saved. You know, salvation is when you quit trying to do it your way and you just trust God's way. You quit, quit trying to be God of your own life and let Him be Lord of your life. You, 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 stop, you stop trying to, to do all these things to make yourself right and to rationalize and to, to figure it all out. And you simply submit and surrender to God and say, Lord, you are right. You sent Adam and Eve there in the garden. They sinned and man was separated from you. And I'm just as messed up as they were. I'm just as messed up as they were. Forgive me, Lord. Forgive me of my sins. And save me. Come into my life and be my Lord and Savior. I believe that, Jesus, you are who you say you are. I believe every one of you can tell that. I believe every one of you can say that. There may be some of you in this room. There may be one of you in this room that is sitting there, even still today, as many times as you've heard it. You're saying, yeah, but preacher, there's got to be something more. There's got to be more. There is no more. There is no more. It's so simple a kid can get it. It's so simple. And, and you just simply trust. And In church, when I say we're the plan, we're, we're the plan to take that simple message to everybody you know. And, and God's got to create the heaviness of the 
fact that, that those people around us have souls and, and those souls are weighing in the balance. And here we, here we are. Another Sunday, this aggravating preacher is pounding me again with this gospel message and I'm going to pound it and pound it and pound it till you can say it yourself. Really? Yes, really. Because, here's the thing. The Bible. God don't, God don't want us... God don't want us giving opinions. God wants the Word. People are saved by hearing the Word of God. Not through the opinion of men. Alright? The Word of God is what transforms lives. And the coolest things, Casey, come stand with me. The coolest thing is when you can do this. Um, but let me read this to you. The things which you've heard from me in the presence of many witnesses... And trust to faithful men who will be able to teach others also. Let me show you the most powerful tool you have is this book. You can use your cell phone too, but you got a friend. Guys, are y'all paying attention? Come here, you're my friend. Hey dude, how are you doing? Uh, I, I want to show you something. I want you to do something. And you take out your Bible and you let them read your Bible. You let them read the Word. Because I can sit here and I can tell them, look, you're a sinner, you need Jesus, you're lost, you, you need Christ as your Lord and Savior. And I want you to, y'all watch what we're about to do. Read that verse right here. Read it for yourself. What's that say? For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. What, is that about, what does that mean? It means I'm a sinner. Alright, did I tell you you're a sinner or who's, the Bible told you you're a sinner? Alright, the Bible says for all have sinned and shall come short of the glory of God. Look at, read verse 23. For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift that's crazy, isn't it? Wages of sin is death, and you're a sinner, and the wages of sin is death. But the free gift of God is eternal life. You know what that free gift is? Let me show you this. Look over here at John. Read this right here. Let me tell you what God did for you. And what the most powerful thing is happening right here. If you can get, I'm telling you, if y'all can get, and all of the rest of you, if you can get people reading the Word, I am not beating him over the head with it. I'm not talking down to him. The Word of God will transform lives. You put the Word in front of people and it'll change them. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. See, that's what God did. The ways of sin is death, but the free gift of God. God gave his Son. Isn't that the coolest Thing. God did that for you. And look at here. It's so amazing is He don't make us have to have to figure it out. Read that. But if you confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Wait a second. Does that say you will be? Will be. What you sure that don't say might be? Will be. So that says if you confess that if you confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord, you will and raise you will be saved. That's cool. I cannot tell you the hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of times I've done that very thing. And here's what does not happen. Here's what does not happen. They don't look at you and say, you judge me. They don't look at me and say, how dare you talk down to me. 
they do, they've never, I've never had somebody look at me and say, so you think you're better than me, or you're judging me, or you, you anything. No, the Word of God can It can stand on its own feet. But we got to let him stand. And we're the plan that God wants to use. Take this book, men and women and boys and girls, and put it in your best friend's lap and say, I want y'all to read something. Look at that. We're not calling them out. We're not naming it. We're not beating them up. Let the Holy Spirit be the Holy Spirit. Let Him convict. Let Him transform. Let Him change. Let His Spirit break the face. Break. I can't tell you. It's emotional thinking of how many times you see it in their faces. Their faces break. Their faces physically break. They go from stone. You watch God take that stony heart and take it out and put His Spirit inside of them. It's the most radical, amazing thing you ever see and it's the most contagious, exciting thing because here's what happens. Here's what happens. Are y'all listening? When you watch God be God in His life, then you say, Hey, Jennifer, come here. Come on. Come here. Come here. Let me show you. No, come on. Physically. Because this is what it is. It's contagious. It's, phys- it's contagious. Because here's what you want to do next. You just watch God be God in somebody's life. And then you go, hey girl, look right here. Look at what this. And then just let the Word of God transform the lives of people. Give her a hand for being willing to even come over. You're the plan to do that. We are the plan to do that. We're the plan to do that. It's not just sharing a video. It's not just, hey, come see my preacher. It's not just sending them a podcast. It's man on man, woman on woman, boy on boy, girl on girl, sitting there saying, look. But God's got to create that heaviness. Of Lord, whose lap you want me to put that book in? And if you do that, here's what will happen. People will start coming up to me on Wednesdays and Sundays and saying, let me tell you what just happened to me this week. God saved somebody. God saved somebody. We don't save people. God saves people. But you know who He uses? He uses us. He uses me and you, common, everyday, run-of-the-mill Joes. And it doesn't matter your age. It doesn't matter if you can articulate it. It doesn't matter if you feel qualified. It doesn't matter how messed up you are. Some of you mess-ups can get into places that they'll never let a preacher up into. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Some of you have to actually say, I know what you mean, brother. Because I ain't going there, but here's the deal. You're there. Shine where you planted, in your Jerusalem. Shine in your Jerusalem. Right in your Jerusalem. Tell the lost and dying world about the Jesus that saved you. Let's all stand. We dismiss. We're dismissing for the morning. Father God in heaven, here we are.
Send me, I'll go. Who will go and who will go for us? Here we are, Lord. Small armies about to walk through these brown doors and these glass doors and drive off this freshly black-topped surface, and they're going to head places that, Lord, you want us to go. We're going to see people, and God, you've got to create that heaviness. Holy Spirit of God, you've got to create that burden in our hearts. God, you've got to make it so real that, hey, they got to know Jesus because life will, life will end quickly. Lord, we're your plan. Here we are. God, equip us to do the work. Empower us. Give us the words to say. And we'll give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen.